Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice Makes Some Perfect programme. A course developed in association with Amy Keane that helps women find and finesse their public voices. So Elizabeth, thanks so much for joining me in the studio today. Should we kick off with you introducing yourself, a bit about who you are, where you work and what you do there? Absolutely. Hey, Justin, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to you to me today. I'm Elizabeth and I'm the head of advertiser strategy at Permutive. I've got a pretty varied background, um, but I've always worked in media and technology companies. My roles include uh, strategy, planning and, and commercial leadership. My passion is absolutely in coaching. I'm currently doing my qualification. Um, I love getting the best out of people and my favourite thing to do is literally watch a light bulb moment for somebody. I think that's pretty special. Fantastic. So today we're going to talk about, and I love this title, what if poor management was taken as seriously as other performance failures? So let's kick off. Why, why do you think this is such an important topic? You know, why do you want to talk about this, I guess, in the first place? Um, I published an article uh, last week with a bit of a punchy title, What If Icarus Had Had a Decent Manager? And I was totally overwhelmed by the response that I got from that article. I had people messaging me who I hadn't spoken to in years. Uh, I had strangers messaging me saying, this resonates so much. This is such an important topic. And I think I'd always expected managers to have had training and to be good I think you kind of grow up believing that a manager is a senior person and someone who to look up to and who you can learn from but to get this outpouring of connection from people really struck me um I also read sort of terrifying stats uh, around this sort of topic so in the Harvard Business Review They've stated that 58% of employees say they trust a stranger more than their manager. I mean, that is terrifying. Um, I think it's super important. Well, I mean, I guess we'll talk about sort of what it can do for an organisation, but why do you think is the outpouring of people contacting you and stuff that obviously touched the nerve? And Mm. I I think you're right. You know, we expect managers, we expect people sort of in charge of us to have the, the training to do a good job. So what's going wrong, you think? Why is this happening? Well, in a, in a similar article, I think it was on Forbes, uh, 58% of managers said they hadn't had any training. I mean, that's that's an issue. Um, I also think that there's a strange misunderstanding that management equals seniority and um, that you have to be in a management position in order to progress in your career. I've sat down with um, and done performance reviews with individuals for the last 10 years And people frequently say to me, when I ask the question, what's your next move? What do you want to do? And they say, I want to be a manager. And then I ask why, and they can't tell me why. It's just this strange connection that sits there. And I also think that there is, and in my personal view, it's a misconception that you need to be a subject matter expert in order to manage an individual who's a subject matter expert. So uh, for example, a technical expert in my business. Um, I think team leaders, team managers need to oversee how is that organization running? Are they delivering towards goals? Everyone clear on their career path. That doesn't mean that they need to be an engineer. You can have very senior engineers in that team who they can look up to, get guidance from. Um, The role of inclusion, the role of 
empathy, the role of making sure that individuals feel connected to that organization is a very different skill set to what I would refer to as craft skills within a role. What do you can you, can you point to sort of a top three attributes a good manager should have across any role? As you say, it doesn't have to, a, a technical manager doesn't have to have huge technical knowledge. There's have to be a good manager. So what do you think are the three top attributes? I think managers need to be curious. I think they need to be curious about individuals and how that individual can contribute to the business line. I think that they need to be knowledgeable. I think they need to be knowledgeable about their own skill set and confident in that. And also knowledgeable about their individuals. You know, what does that person want out of their career? What are they going to contribute to the bottom line in the team? And I also think that they need to have empathy. You need to meet somebody where they are when you're managing them. I think distrust and disingenuous behavior between a manager and employee is a huge barrier. I mean, to come back to that trust with the stranger stat from a few minutes ago, if you're sitting in front of somebody who's your manager and you don't believe what they're, what they're saying to you, you're never gonna tell them what's going on for you. And I think that, that, is, that is only bad. So I guess, I mean, the question is, we can't avoid it. We're in the middle of a pandemic, hopefully coming out the other side. We've got to have an amazing summer ahead of us. I feel very happy today. Uh, you know, so what's that done, do you think? To, there's obviously a problem here with management. You know, you've identified this. But what's COVID done? Obviously, things have been turned on their heads. Has this been better worse? And if so, how can we recover from it? That's a great question. I think... I think in the start, it would have undoubtedly have made things more difficult just because the noise and the clutter in any, in everybody's mind is multiplied by a million, let alone tenfold. People are worried about their finances, their job security, the company. They're worried about their kids being at home. Um, I watched my SVP of revenue try to look after two toddlers which is also trying to look after a business that was in dire straits. Um, and as my manager, she just did not have the headspace always to, I think, to, to really manage. I, I think it was a real levelling of people. There was a lot of reality that was brought into our lives in a professional sense, I mean, uh, that wasn't there before. I wasn't seeing my manager as a mother um, or I wasn't seeing my CEO as a father. I was just, there were those positions to me. Um, and so I think whilst it made it more difficult perhaps to manage in the strictest sense of where's your career, how are you doing, et cetera, et cetera, I did think there was a big reality check for everybody and probably that helped to build trust a little bit. So we could go out outside maybe better when you're looking at management. Okay, so let, let's think about, uh, you know, the, what good managers, good management can actually do to a company. You know, what do you think? You can identify a problem. So if, if the company just, you know, can identify that as well and fix it, what's the positive outcome? What can it do? Companies that have high employee engagement, according to Forbes, are 21% more profitable. Uh, McKinsey found that uh, for complex tasks, High performance are about 800% more productive. 55% of people leaving organizations state that it's because of their manager. 
And if you if you only looked at the cost of replacing that 55%, if you use something like a recruitment agency and you're paying, let's say 20 to 30% of the annual salary for that person to recruit them, and you're you have a staff turnover of, I mean, let's say 20 to 30%. I mean, that is a huge cost to a business, let alone the fact that it takes a sledgehammer to morale when people resign. Uh, creates an unsettled feeling within the business and um, I also think when you have a good manager in the organization there's a lot of faith there's a lot of trust in what they're saying this is the plan they'll explain to the team this is your role in the plan this is what I need you to deliver and that's so critical for people to feel engaged for people to feel bought in if you just whack some numbers up on a slide here guys here's the plan we're going to go from this number to this number Everyone clear on that? And those sorts of managers will be like, well, I've shared the plan. Everyone knows the plan is right there on the screen. The numbers, we're going to plaster them up on the walls. It is meaningless. It is meaningless if somebody in that team doesn't understand what they need to do to deliver that. And so what you have is a lot of wasted energy, like, mm, what am I doing here? I'm, you know, if you've got perhaps... Um, technical individual who's building dashboards internally and they don't understand that those dashboards make the sales team and the customer relationship management team 10 percent more efficient that 10 percent efficiency leads to x percent more leads generated which is x percent more new business which is x percent more revenue if no one helps them to make that connection you know their work can seem without meaning and and none of us like to, none of us like to work without meaning we want to know that we're having impact on a business so let's just finish off. I mean, you work in work in the marketing tech industry. Uh, do what do you think? Are there any particular problems you think in this industry compared to us? I know it's hard to speak about other industries, but you know, we work we work in a very creative industry with industry that's driven by technology. And as you said initially, you know, the people that are manage, managing engineers aren't necessarily engineers themselves. So, is there are there particular issues in our industry you think that are more difficult to get over than others? Um, well, from my personal experience, um, I think that there are there's a disconnect between encouraging people to be good managers and how we're remunerating people. So to give you my personal experience, um, I was commercial director of a company. I had over 95 percent staff retention. I was in the top one or two percent of managers globally. My team were regularly nominated for global superstar awards. So I was doing a really good job of managing them. If I didn't hit my revenue numbers, I was financially penalized. Now, revenue numbers can be missed for a plethora of different regions. I think like the pandemic just proved that. Um, but for colleagues in non-commercial roles who had perhaps crummy retention rates and bad manager review scores, that, that never kind of impacted them. I mean, it was a pain in the butt, right, for them to have to recruit people and answer those questions perhaps from their manager. But there was never really any recompense for them doing that part of their job badly. And so I think what we need, and I'm not sure it's just an hour industry thing, I think it's a, a broader topic, is how do we make it worth an individual's while to be really good as a manager and, and take that part of their job as seriously as revenue generation, engineering projects, um, HR deliverables. 
I think um, there needs to be a recalibration of what we of what we make important for people. Recalibration of what we make important for people. That's a lovely way in which to end. Elizabeth, thank you so much for spending time with us. Really fantastic chat. And hopefully the next time you write such a sort of passionate article, you'll get less, less response of people feeling the same pain. But thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Goodbye.